<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me, as always, on this adventure down the toy aisle is my good friend Travis. Travis, how you doing today, man? Doing good. Uh, excited to uh, be here again this week and uh, talk about some toys, talk about some memories. I know we've got some. Uh, some good good stuff up this week from uh, some things that you found. And, Definitely, you know, excited to uh, to get things going. Of course, and um, our main event this week is going to be Street Fighter, the GI Joe line. You picked that last week. I think it's a solid pick. I'm super excited to dive into that. I love those figures as a kid. I think besides wrestling, that was like my favorite toy line of the early '90s. Um, but before we dive into that, we also are changing things up. We have a special guest joining us. Um, he is a former WLW heavyweight champion, just like myself. You've heard him on Breaker and Mains Power Hour. You know it's fake, right? Uh, all my podcasts. Daniel Cross. Daniel, what's going on, man? Hey, not a whole lot. Thanks for having me on the show. Looking forward to going down the toy aisle. So, it, you know, I, and I've said this before when we podcasted. I think it's so interesting that I knew you for all these years, but we, I don't think either one of us really knew that we were toy fans of, of sorts. And so here we are now in our 30s on a podcast talking about toys. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot cooler than this, right? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, uh, well, back in the day when we were both wrestlers, uh, I think we like to try to keep that stuff under wraps because sure. we didn't know how Superstar Steve or Trevor Murdoch might react. But uh, probably would have taken some extra beatings during uh, during training. It's one of those weird things where I think I've kind of realized as I turned 35, like, I'll kind of give a little bit of a spoiler. I found some of my old WWF Hasbro figures in an attic today, my parents' attic. And I posted this picture on on Twitter of all of them kind of like laid out on my bed, just like a picture of all the stuff I found. Like, wow, check out what I found. And like part of me is almost like, oh, I don't want to post that. But it's like really <laughs> like who cares? Like it's it's cool. Like why why do I why do we care what people think? But I, I do yeah, get, at this point, who cares? I do get that mindset. You're like, oh, I can't post that. But it's like this is cool stuff. And I and for the most part, I think everyone's like, oh, that's awesome. That that awesome finds. You know, so definitely cool stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's all kind of uh, we're still kind of ingrained from being back in high school back in the day when it wasn't cool to be a nerd, and now it is cool to be a nerd. So people have nothing to worry about these days. But I think we still have a little PTSD from high school, not not wanting to be a little too nerdy. <laughs> it, it definitely is that, you know, and it's and it's one of those weird things. It's like that one person, like, it, and well, and it's kind of can go back to wrestling too with my uh, my podcast. You know, it's fake, right? Where we kind of discuss this, where it's like that one person sees you in the wrestling shirt or finds out you're a wrestler. Um, you know, that's fake, right? It, it's almost like if if they found out I was showing you a picture of a new action figure, they'd be like, um. You know, those are for kids, right? That's a toy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's still cool. You're still a loser. You can shut up now. <laughs> uh, but um, as we kind of dive into everything, like I said, our main event's going to be Street Fighter. I think that'll be really fun to dive into. But we got to talk about what's got us excited. Travis, I'm going to start with you, man. Uh, what's got you excited nowadays? What's making you uh, 
get excited when you cruise the internet to see the new happenings in the toy world? I mean, first off, the thing that's got me excited is being the current PHPW world champion with two former world champions. So, uh, you know, it's okay, guys. It's okay. Uh, you know what, Travis? I, ju- I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. You have an icebreaker, right? This is your week for an icebreaker. Oh, I do have an icebreaker. So me and uh, Daniel can both can both uh, answer this icebreaker. What do you have for us? Yes. Awesome. So, so the icebreaker this week is, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, action figures and, you know, our collecting. Uh, what are some of your favorite Happy Meal toys? And did you mm, drive your parents nuts to go back every week for the month to, like, get an entire line of, of uh, Happy Meal toys? That's, that's a great question. I'll, I'll go ahead and start with that. Um, I have a lot of sentimental favorites for Happy Meal toys. Um but I don't think I ever got a full collection of them because it, that was – man, a Happy Meal toy full collection was really – that's a lot of McDonald's. Like that's not healthy. <laughs> so It's like four, four to five Happy Meals in a month. Like, yeah, uh, that, that's, it, still, that's it, a lot of McNuggets. But, um, you know, I remember there was always like – I felt like with, with McDonald's, they always – especially in those days, they always did a really good job of marketing and you saw the commercials and that would always get you hyped up. The ones that come to mind – First and foremost were the dinosaurs that basically transformed from McDonald's items. So like you would be like the the cheeseburger or the Big Mac or the French fries and it would turn into like a little dinosaur. I still have some of those. <laughs> yeah, I always thought those were really fun. And then other ones that I can vividly remember is, of course, Teeny Beanie Babies, which I was never really right. a big fan of. But I think I liked the hype of them, so I did have a few of those. And then uh, the last two, I think, would be the Disney sets that came in the movie boxes. So it would be like a character. Like I remember having Merlin from Sword in the Stone, but he came in like the book-style box that the VHS The VHS case. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember those were really fun. I know they did at least one or two series of those. And then the last one, I remember having Tiny Toon Adventure cars, and their heads would flip. And so, like, it would be like uh, maybe Plucky Duck on one side and the other side is Montana Max. And so it's like two two and one, but both the cars are, like, very different looking. Uh, those are the ones I remember really enjoying because, they, like, like I said, it's hard to pinpoint everything because the McDonald's toys move so quickly. And nowadays, it's, it's crazy. Like, my nephew loves McDonald's, so anytime I have him or my niece, that's usually where they want to go. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll drive you through. And I, I never know what the happy meal toy is where back in the day, like we always knew what was coming out of McDonald's. Oh yeah. It was, it was always on the display too. Like right. here, here's your happy meal. And you know, here's the Muppet babies. Here's the, like you said, the, the transformers that transformed into food. Here's, I think if I remember right, at least once a year, there was always a Mattel one, which was hot wheels and Barbie. Right. Like Boy would, and girl. Yeah. Yeah, the two that popped out for me when you said that, um, the first one would have been, and actually Funko Pops, I think, just kind of came out with this last Christmas or so, but it was the the DC Looney Tunes crossover where you had... uh, Oh, I forgot about those, yeah. Yeah. 
Bugs Bunny with the snap-on uh, Superman suit, and then you had Taz with the snap-on Flash. I think uh, the uh, Daffy Duck was Batman, and then Wonder Woman was whoever the pig was. <laughs> yeah, she was Por- the female Por- Porky Pig. That's right. Yeah, Porky and, uh, I remember doing. I remember doing quite a bit of show and tells when those came out, and that's what I brought to show and tell back in the day. And then also the uh, McNugget Buddies or whatever they were, the little nuggets with. Uh, you would snap on a Halloween costume or pretty much anything oh, that snaps yeah. on. I was a big fan of. I remember those because, yeah, uh, yeah, you got your McNugget guys. and They all had different eyes. Yep. But then, yeah, you popped them onto Frankenstein or the Bummy. Ba- uh, Bummy, yeah. Um, or they had one where it was like, I think, I don't know. They had one for Halloween, but then maybe a year before or a year after. Then they had one where it was like a construction worker, maybe, or a cowboy, or yeah, all sorts of stuff. Um, that I just sounds two. fun. <laughs> well, yeah, they were. They, I, I, I had a handful of those, and I, I had actually forgotten about that series. Um, one of my favorite were the Muppet Babies. Um, Kermit was on a skateboard. Oh yeah, uh, Fozzie was on a rocking chair or a rocking horse. Gonzo was in a car. Miss Piggy was in a car. And I think, gosh, there may have been a fifth one later. Um, but then my other one is, you know, I don't know how it is for you guys, but we had Hardee's uh, around here. So I don't know if you guys had like Carl's Jr. or Hardee's out there. Yep, I had a Hardee's. Yep. Uh, but their big kids meal, because it wasn't a happy meal, because, you know, copyright. I remember getting California Raisin figures from my Hardee's uh, kids meals and getting like 20 different California Raisins and thinking that this was the most amazing thing ever. And then looking back at them like, oh, those are real bad. <laughs> Well, you know what's funny about the the Happy Meal toys is um, it, they moved. In retrospect, they moved relatively fast, but they also, I think, were so smart with their marketing because they would also market like this, like Batman Returns is coming out, so they would have like the toy line to coincide with that, or or whatever it might have been. Like they always kind of had the next like most popular thing, Power Rangers. You mentioned Hot Wheels before. But another fun one, uh, Burger King actually always had some good Happy Meal toys. I remember having a like Toy Story toys from Burger King, and those were all like really fun because they were, you know, none of them were in scale. But in the Toy Story movie, none of them were in scale. So like you had like a Mr. Potato Head and a Woody and a Buzz Lightyear and stuff like that. But like they were all very different. Like Woody was like soft because he was like a, a doll. Buzz Lightyear was hard plastic because he was like more of like a big action figure. So all those toys, like at the time, I don't think I appreciated them as as cool as they were today. And kind of like the specialty nuggets and and like the transforming Happy Meal stuff. I feel like that stuff was was really underappreciated at the time because it's like I would be all about if they brought stuff like that back today. Well, Daniel brought up a good point is they would do it – they would re-release it. So like, you know, like you were saying, the Nuggets one year – I vividly remember this like you said the nuggets one year were all uh like the hollywood monsters but i think the next year 
they were in their Halloween costumes. So they would, you know, just keep adding on to it. Um, you know, I know you said that your McDonald's Transformers were, um, were dinosaurs, but mine were just regular ones. Like this is before that, like we had the just regular robots. They weren't, uh, yeah, they came out with, they came out with robots. And then, yeah, like you said, like a year later or something, then they had like French fries that transformed into uh, dinosaurs and stuff. So there's like two lines of them, I guess. Yeah, because my, my, the ones that I remember were just like regular robots, just, tra- you know, a, a random robot. I don't remember the, the dinosaurs, but, you know, it was just a way to, you know, keep things new and add to an existing, uh, you know, collection. Travis, that was a tremendous icebreaker. <laughs> Yes. It, it, it really makes me want to like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I hear all this. I'm like, my, I'm itchy to get on eBay now. Like I need to, yeah. I need to start finding this stuff, which. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm like, Ooh, do I do it? Save search for happy meal McNugget figures. Well, and what's funny about all that stuff is, you know, finding those old Hasbro's today, which we'll get into here in a little bit. You know, I found like a, a Hasbro razor Ramon and I show my mom, I'm like, yeah, this is like worth 60 bucks. She's like, no way. And I'm like, it is. Like, I mean, granted, it's like it's a little roughed up, so maybe I wouldn't get a full sixty out of it. But it's like those are worth a lot of money. Happy Meal toys are the same way. If you find the right people that want them, and think about how many of those just got thrown away, you know, or or lost or whatever. It's it really is crazy. It's uh, such a such a different time now. So here you go. Here's a kind of a half icebreaker. Um, if you go back to eBay and buy them, do you just buy the set all at once, even though it might be a little bit more? Or do you piecemeal them one at a time where maybe three of them are a buck or two a piece, but there's a fourth one that's 25, 30 bucks? Or do you just, you know, bite the bullet and spend 40 for the whole set? And Knock that, it all out at once. Yeah, that's got to be like a depending on the situation type of thing. And what you're dealing with. Like, so I did actually look up the transforming food items into the dinosaurs. I found a person on Etsy that had them all and it was like each one, $6. And you're like, Oh, that's not that bad. But I mean, there's like 12 of those things. So adds up more than you think. And then you really like, you go down that rabbit hole and you're like, wait a minute, what am I doing? You know, like, do I need this? Like, no, but <laughs> it's just, you almost spent a hundred dollars and just- you could easily because there's so much stuff. Another one I remember, I, do you guys remember these? They were like the dinosaurs from the TV show and they had a little button and they would like do a weird movement. Like their hands. Yeah, they had like a down. hose. Wasn't like a hose connected to and like an air pump. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like super, super random. Some, some crazy stuff. But anyway, like we, we could spend all day on McDonald's toys. So uh, to kind of change gears, Travis, what has got you excited? What's hitting the news these days for you? A uh, couple things has has hit the news, got me got me a little excited. Uh, this past week, uh, there was a Hasbro Pulse, uh, some new announcements for the Classified series. Um, the, the first thing is they are re-releasing uh, more Cobra Island figures. So uh, this includes Firefly, Blood, um, the yeah, like Cobra Viper, Trooper and Cobra Viper and Cobra stuff, yeah. Trooper, all the ones they said they're going to start re-releasing those. Uh, we got a 
a vintage roadblock coming out, which, okay. Um, and then we've got a barbecue, which looks like he just was the 87 figure just blown up. He looks really good. And then, you know, we've talked about this, but there is going to be a breaker on his motorcycle, a two-pack. Well, or deluxe or a two-pack. So, uh, pressure's on breaker. Are you going to buy a breaker? I think, I thought we discussed this last week a little bit. Did we not? Uh, is that where you subconsciously chose your wrestling name after the G.I. Joe guy? I know we talked about it, but I don't think, I, I thought this all, this, this news came out the, this week or shortly after we recorded. Maybe, last maybe, week. maybe we didn't. I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, to answer your question, yes, I do plan to get the breaker figure. I kind of have to, I feel like, because that is. I mean, subconsciously, did I pick my wrestling name from that? I don't know. Could be. But um, definitely have to get that one. I think the uh, the classified f- figures, one thing I've talked to people about is, like, the, the great thing about them is they're amazing. The bad thing about them is you can't accidentally stumble onto this toy line because you, there are never any available. Um, I will say, though, today, not to get too much into the what we're seeing on the pegs, but I did go into a Walmart today and actually saw a Cobra Commander and then two Flints and two Lady J's on the peg. So um, I didn't pick up. There you go. Yeah, I didn't pick them up because I, I have those. But it's nice to see them out there. So it's like, okay, now at least people are seeing them now. So that's a cool thing. That's uh, There's that. And then the other is there was a, uh, a drop this week for the Netflix Masters of the Universe Revelations. Yes, the coming trailer. Out. How cool does that look, man? Uh, I it it got me super excited. Like it it looks like the old original stuff but kind of with that 2000X mixed in a little bit and you know, you, you hear Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Which and, is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, was he Skeletor in the original? No. Okay, just checking. Wasn't he sure. was, he's been the Joker in the Batman animated <laughs> series and Hobgoblin and every other kind of villain. And he's also arguably one of the greatest heroes of all time, Luke Skywalker. So, like... Mark Hamill's all over the place, but uh, then you got, you know, I need a hero. I didn't even know the the trailer dropped, and my brother text messaged me, and he goes, so uh, did I just see a trailer for a new He-Man cartoon to the uh, theme song of Footloose? <laughs> and I go, huh? And he goes, you should look online. And I looked and went, oh, my gosh. So... Uh, excited about that, excited about the, you know, we talked about that, that gets me a little more excited for these seven inch figures. Sure. Uh, so I'm definitely uh, excited about that. And, uh, speaking of the figures, there's some rumor going on right now that there is a spoiler in that first series of figures. And you and I talked about it 
a little bit already. Right. So the Skeletor God figure or whatever the like name Ske- of that Skelegod or something. Skelegod, yes. So and it's like a deluxe figure. I think it's a little bit more expensive too. Yeah. Supposedly, now this is spoilers. This it comes out July twenty third. So I, I think once you hear this, it may have, you know, already shown on Netflix or pretty close. But if you don't want spoilers, fast forward a couple minutes. Uh, or possible spoilers. I don't even know yet. We're a month away. That that Skelegod is, you know, in the trailer, you know, you hear Skeletor say, you know, bring me your, you know, your strongest whatever. And right. that's going to be He-Man. Well, Skeletor, that figure has the power sword, has what looks like the power gauntlet. So rumor has it that... Skeletor beats He-Man finally and really the protagonist in the entire series is Tila and Tila is going to be the next He-Man really? yeah kind of going a different direction then huh? so yeah it's like you know because it, it is a continuance of the original uh, cartoon, so maybe you know, taking it to that next. Now, is she going to be she woman or whatever? We don't know if it even happens. I don't know, but you know, rumors about you know, why does Skeletor have the power sword? Why does he have the gaunt the the power gauntlet and band, brand, like? So we'll see. Um, it's very interesting, though. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, how the show's going to do. I feel like there's a lot of fanfare, which is great, but that figure line looks absolutely incredible. Yes. Yeah, it does. It's getting the, the trailer did what it needed to do and got me more excited for the figures. So I'm, I'm ready. That's awesome. So, uh, so Daniel to kind of change gears over to you. What's, uh, what's, What's gotten you excited lately? Have you found any recent news or things happening on the, uh, on the interwebs that's got you excited? Oh yeah, lots on the interwebs. <laughs> uh, the yeah, I don't know if y'all saw a couple weeks ago. Playmates is going to re-release like the 1988 Ninja Turtle van. Yes. I don't know if you guys have already covered that on the show. It included uh-uh. with the sticker on the side that says "Foot Stinks." So very nice. 90s turtle. Um, yeah, and then uh, Funko. So yeah, I'm a big pop guy. So Funko just had a few weeks back Funko Ween. Which, I don't know, I guess it's all the, the ones they're getting ready to release for Halloween this year. Right. But it's, you know, six months out. Um, some cool things came out of that. They had a venomized uh, kingpin. Uh, they Live uh, figures coming out. So Piper and then, oh, like a black and white alien and then a, a full color alien. There was three of them they showed there. And then actually I think... Uh, this, well, we're, as we're recording in June, they just released uh, the 92 Dream Team uh, NBA. Right. So it was like Scottie Pippen, which I was a huge NBA fan in the early 90s, just about everybody was. But it was like Pippen, David Robinson, Larry Bird. I think those are the only three officially released. And then I think there's some rumors of uh, like Michael Jordan and maybe Magic Johnson because they've already done those in, in another line, so they'll probably just repaint them and throw them out there. 
But uh, uh, I'm going to have to go get Pops. I loved the Dream Team. I, have, I still have my starting lineups of the Dream Team. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, like you said, if you weren't into the Dream Team, I, it, it was almost un-American in 92 to not be watching the Dream Team. Dude, I had a poster of the Dream Team. I mean, like they were. Yeah. It was everywhere. It was like the, the cool. I mean, it's the. But you think about all the top basketball stars competing for the United States. Like that's awesome. Yeah, it's like a little history lesson here. Uh, so, like the NBA was actually like on the verge of bankruptcy in the seventies and early eighties, um, because actually the NBA was looked at as kind of like this sleazy league. I guess there was a lot of cocaine abuse, and it was pretty widespread in the news and all these NBA players are getting picked up on drugs and everything else. So then Larry Bird and Magic Johnson came along and they were kind of these clean cut guys and that's what they really marketed the NBA behind and then their little rivalry really set things into motion and then not too long after that Michael Jordan came along and then the NBA just completely blew up um, in the, uh, well Jordan came in 85 I think. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, well, then he started winning, won the first title in, I think, 91, 92, 93. Uh, NBA, the Dream Team, they were 92. So, yeah, I mean, back then, the Bulls, I mean, it was starter jackets. I mean, the whole thing, You, you everyone was like an NBA fan back then. It was a pretty cool time. Uh, Michael Jordan hey, might have been the most popular athlete of that generation, was he not? Oh, yeah, like probably most popular athlete ever. I mean, he was, he was right, up, he's right up there with Babe Ruth. <laughs> they said, uh, I think it was, it was either in the Dream Team documentary that came out the past couple years, or the Michael Jordan one, or it may have been, you know, they last had a ride couple, or something. The last ride, or yeah, um, they Michael Jordan was the either number one or number two most popular face behind Michael Jackson in the world and it was like a close one and two but everybody knew who michael jordan was he was he was just larger than life yeah so hopefully they come out they've got all sorts of jordan pops but hopefully they come out with a dream team jordan that would be sweet and i'm hoping of maybe a uh, a variant or an exclusive where they have like a gold medal or something around their neck that would be cool That'd be awesome. I, I always thought that with the WWE pops, they they always missed the boat by not doing like an exclusive with the belts. They the, the only one I know that had a belt was that like exclusive Ric Flair, where he was like from the Four Horsemen. Like that to me is like a money thing. Like if you had, wasn't that a two K? Wasn't that a two K exclusive? Yeah, it came with the, the. It was a pre order. Yeah, a game exclusive. But that's the only one I can think of that actually came with a belt besides million dollars. Yeah, Man. they just started. Uh, they just started releasing a few. Yeah, uh, doesn't the in rock the last and... year? Yeah, they just did a Rock and Mankind two pack that yeah. he's got his belt. Austin just came out with one where he's got. The like two titles on his shoulder, I think. One's the the smoking skull. The other one is the and they're so small, it's really hard to see the detail. But then I think the other one is the big gold belt that he first won, or whatever it was. You know, they had that wing right. belt that Michaels had. He won that the next night on Raw. He got the big gold belt, right? And then after about four months, then he got the smoking skull belt. 
Yeah, I just I think adding stuff like that kind of changes the appearance. And I think they're also realizing too, like there's money in releasing another Stone Cold or another Undertaker or another Bret Hart as they've done over the last couple of years and you know, we don't need just one Undertaker. Like we can do multiple of this guy who all has different costumes and everything like else like that. So I think that that's that's really cool, but it's kind of changed gears a bit more uh, as far as what's got me excited. Uh, there's a couple of different things. First of all, Travis, you just brought this to my attention just as we were recording this. Uh, Jeff Jarrett has officially signed with Zombie Sailor for the Heels and Faces toy line. And interestingly enough, it's basically going to be the unreleased orange card Hasbro that Zombie, I, I guess, he's re- recreated that with Ron Rudad. I mean, like, this is pretty incredible, isn't it? Now, that's a huge get for Zombie. Uh, yeah, it absolutely is, especially with Jarrett being a, a WWE agent in the back. Like, you know, you would think Mattel would have tried to jump all over him to get, you know, elites. You know, and maybe we still will, you know, because, you know, Zombie's a four-inch figure and elites are six-inch. So we may still get them, but you would just think, like, you know, and maybe he'll just call it Jeff Jarrett. And WWE owns Double J. Like who? Yeah. Uh, who who knows how that works? But you know, good get for for Zombie. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit here on you know weekly finds. Yep. But uh, be really really cool to see a real orange card Hasbro. It, that that's a it's a, like I said it's a great get for for that line. And the other thing I want to talk to you about, uh, we, we touched on this a little bit last week, but, uh, man, I've really been um, digging Wolf's Chop Shop. And now, if you guys don't know about Wolf's Chop Shop, uh, our good buddy Jason Wolf is essentially doing his own toy line himself, like more like custom figures. But uh, he's done like 12 total releases now where he essentially makes his own Hasbro. He uses it with, I don't want to say all his details, but he basically puts together a figure himself. He hand paints them. He does a little pre-order on his website, doyledraws.com, and I feel like he's getting better. His stuff's getting better, and you know, just kind of talking to him like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Like, There's a lot of possibilities on the table, so I've really kind of uh, – I signed up for his, uh, his Wolf Club membership, and I'm really excited for all the uh, stuff he's going to have in the future, man. Um, I, and I also uh, – a little spoiler on pickups, but I ordered um, – a couple of figures that he had some extras of, and that was Who and Bobby the Brain Heenan, which is really two really fun ones. And for the longest time, I really slept on these figures. Like, I just didn't order any of them. And a lot of it was because I missed a few of them. And then I was, I'm kind of, I guess, a completionist at heart and was like, I missed some. And was kind of out of the Hasbro game anyway. The retros I thought were kind of a disappointment all in all. So I was like, eh. Maybe I don't really need these, but uh, now that I've kind of dove in, I'm I'm very excited about it. He's got some great stuff over there. Yeah, he Absolutely. does such a good job. Like I remember when he did that Jim Neidhart, and he actually put it next to the Bret Hart, and I was like, "Man, your Jim Neidhart looks better than the Bret Hart." Right. <laughs> he does. He does such a good job, and he does it. You know, the the old I say old fashioned way, where you know he's making his own casts and. You know, with the resin, and he's learned how to get the bubbles out of it. So he's doing what these old toy dealers or toy manufacturers did back in in the day. So, uh, you know, that's why they're a little bit, a lot more limited. And, you know, because they are hand-painted, and they're not coming from, 
factory overseas, and right. uh, I, I consider myself a Doyle loyal part of the Faithful Fifteen. Uh, you know, I've handpicked some of the the customs here and there, but uh, no, it, he does he does a good job. Uh, he like puts his heart and soul, if he has a soul, into <laughs> each <laughs> into each of these. Uh, figure releases and uh you know i'm excited to to see what he does and uh you know where he goes from here so one more quick thing i forgot to mention but we got to touch on this um cella toys has their new toy line that they're going to be rolling out which is called the uncensored line which is essentially a a seven inch toy line very much compatible with aew or wwe elites they announced their first release in this line is going to be the Dynamite Kid, which has got to get some people excited because this is going to go right along with that recently released Davy Boy Smith. I got to go. Your guys' yeah. thoughts on that? Like that's that's a pretty interesting get right there. I think that's smart. Uh, getting Dynamite Kid right after the the Bulldog release. Uh, I do wonder how many you know, and depending on what the price point is, how many people will pick that up. Because I can't say, I definitely don't ever remember watching Dynamite Kid, like, live on television. You know, everything I've ever seen has always been tapes. So I can't say I'm the hugest fan in the world. Um, but, I mean, I in most of the stuff I've seen, it's just been his tag matches with the Bulldog. Um, but, I mean, I've picked up some uh, random stuff from Canada here and there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that will go over, but it was definitely smart. If you are going to release one, I think now's the time. It's got a price point of thirty nine ninety nine, and that's coming from the UK. There's a lot of dealers on Instagram that you can order through, which I've done that for some of the Hasbro figures, and it's uh, going to be a little bit cheaper shipping-wise, but you do have to pay a little bit more for the figure. I don't know if that makes sense or not, because they basically buy them in bulk, so you still have to pay to ship it, but it's a little bit cheaper than it would be buying from the UK. But I would bet you're probably going to be spending upwards of $50 for this uh, figure. That's crazy. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot for a uh, an elite style figure. But again, I think the uh, that's a long way from the five dollar BCAs back in the day, dude. You're not kidding. Um, <laughs> or the three for ten Hasbro's, right? Heck yeah. Um, but a- again, I think limited numbers it'll do okay because there's going to have those diehards that are like I have to have it because it's going to go next to my Davy Boy. But I, I question this, and Travis, I'd like to get your thoughts here. I'm a big fan of scale. I think scale is very important. And, you know, if, if this dynamite kid figure is like an inch taller than Davy boy, that's not going to look right. And that would bother me. I, I agree. Um, I am, I'm going to hold out on it. Uh, I know I'm all in on Adam bomb. Like oh, that's a yeah. uh, hundred, especially with how good this looked because Adam bomb towers over everybody. So that's going to, like, regardless, I know I'm going to get an atom bomb, but I want to hear and see some reviews because, you know, you and I talked about the Aldous Hasbro where it just feels just a little different and just a little, you know, it can, the picture looks great, but if they use a little different plastic or it's a little thinner, or like, I, I want to get a review before I commit to at least dynamite. Like I said, I know I'm all in on Adam bomb. Yeah. Hook line sinker. Like you got me. I love Adam bomb. So, um, 
but I, I'm interested to see, you know, uh, one, who else they get. You know, do we get multiple uh, versions of Dynamite? Do we get, you know, multiple versions of Atom Bomb? Or, you know, who else is it? You know, Chronic. Are we going to get a Chronic 2-pack? Like, uh, this all uh, just opens the door and, you know, Scott Toon said it best, you know, there's really no better time to be a wrestling figure collector than there is right now because we've got five uh, five or six companies that are releasing an elite style and or retro style figure that are all compatible. Like, it's unreal. It, it really is a, a crazy time. And let's not forget, with all the Hasbro-style releases, Mattel's bringing back the retros. And so we've, we've already seen some images of a Roddy Piper and a Mean Gene Okerlund, so I'm excited for that as well. I mean, nothing new to report there as of right now. But well, we got to go into um, to our figure hunting segment, what we're finding. Uh, Daniel, I'll start with you, man. What have you been seeing on the pegs? Anything, uh, anything exciting out there? Uh, yeah, man, I've been, uh, been getting too much stuff. Um, <laughs> so welcome of, to the club. <laughs> it's just pops though. Like, so I, that's I really always how it starts. My friend, <laughs> <laughs> I know I committed to pops cause I was like, rather than being good at a, a lot of different things, I'd rather be great at one thing. So I want to focus all my time and my energy into one thing. Um, so yeah, about a year ago I started getting into, uh, started getting into pops. But uh, a lot of the stuff I've been getting lately has been off trades. Uh, there was a guy that, so I just traded, well, not traded, sold, I guess. But uh, he just bought my 1988 uh, Michelangelo on the card, but it's not as good as it sounds already. Uh, I think I got this at Vintage Stock about 10 years ago for like 5 10 bucks, and the card is just torn to shreds. It's horrible. I sent the guy a picture of it, and he's like, "Yeah, that looks really bad. I'll give you 120 bucks." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I was like, I said, I can't sell that to you for that. That's crazy." I said, "I tell you what, I'll do 75 and throw a pop in on top of it." So he sent me uh, 75 bucks. He paid up, and then he gave me a Kevin Smith pop. Oh, cool! So uh, yeah, I, I so I hate Jay and Silent Bob. I've never watched those movies, but I love hearing Kevin Smith talk about toys. And he was on uh, that show, uh, uh, what was it, The Secret Stash, uh, Comic Book Men, yeah, on yeah, yeah, AMC yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, love that show. But uh, anyway, so he sent me that. Um, I have another trade coming in. Speak going back to Michael Jordan again, a 1993 uh, Michael Jordan All Star Game pop. Coming in, that actually started out as like a hundred dollar pop when it was released, and now it's down to worth I don't know twenty to thirty bucks somewhere in there. Um, as far as stuff I picked up in store or out in the wild, um, I actually have all of the my first completed set, uh, the Mighty Ducks pops that just came out. So Gordon Bombay, uh, Charlie Conway. The original Goldberg before that horrible wrestler in WCW. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you ever see that shirt that was released and it was Goldberg the goalie and it said, who's next? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, 
I'm like, that's, that's amazing. That's brilliant. I, I saw a guy wearing that at a wrestling show, and I was like, my God, that's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. No, I, I love the Mighty Ducks pop, pop line. Pop. I was a little disappointed, though, we didn't get any of the Hawks. Like, I would have loved the, uh, what was the bad guy coach's name? Um Oh, the guy who squished the the beach ball? <laughs> no, no, no that, he was on the second one. I'm talking about the one that was like on Lois and Clark. He coached oh. the Hawks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he played uh, Coach Perry, o, Coach O'Reilly. That's his name. Uh-huh. Yeah, that he would have been a good one. Um, but I think like almost any pop wave, I always feel like they need like way more. But again, five's probably a good amount to try to complete it. So that's a it's that's enough, definitely a fun it's wave. Enough, it's enough to make a flying V. Heck yeah. <laughs> Ducks fly together, man. I love it. That's right. Quack, quack. So, Travis, what about you? Anything uh, anything exciting you've been uh, seeing out there in the wild? Um, let me see. There's uh, – I found a wrestling figure. Oh, I had a really big – I had probably the greatest target find of my life this week on Tuesday. I'd sent you a picture um, before heading out to work. I stopped in at my target to kind of see what was going on and uh, went over and there was uh, uh, went down the action figure I saw uh, Flint, Lady J, and Cobra Commander for the classified. I was like, well, those are looking good. Uh, went over to the wrestling section. Uh, nothing too great over there. Um saw a regular panthor well then all of a sudden like i go to the collectible section and i see four naka turtles in disguise sets oh i've seen more of those popping up recently that's awesome and i was just like holy crap and uh it's like man i really really want one but 125 bucks is it's steep. Uh, yeah, and it's not an impulse buy. Yeah. So, uh, but I got the, uh, it's all about the thrill of the hunt. That's one of the things that, you know, that we love to talk about and all this. It's like, But you know what? I can say. Well, that's what drives us I, to go to Target, right? It's the thrill of the hunt. Yeah, I, I can say that I found it. And, that's right. Um, and then as I was leaving the collectible section, I walked by the, the, uh, the checkout counter in electronics, and I found three major bloods. Oh, very nice! So, like, I found the two hottest Target toys, other than like the Masters of the Universe Faces of Evil figures, like in one visit. And I was on the phone with my friend John, and I said, "I'm just going to go buy a lottery ticket because <laughs> I'm done." Well, then, like, I went to my Walmart. And I found a second Castle Grace call. Amazing! And then I went. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm literally done. Like this is the greatest toy hunt that <laughs> I've had. I can't. I didn't buy a thing, but I found them. Um. Other than that, the other uh, other things that I've seen, um, some McFarland DCs are getting restocked with Robin King. Mm-hmm. And Bizarro, that line I've seen pop up again. Um, at Walmart, there's, speaking of pops, there's a new 
artist rendition or like artist Disney set coming out with Mickey. Um, and there's like a conductor Mickey and a firefighter and Steamboat Willie. Those are really cool. Um, those have started popping up. No pun intended. Um, and then the last thing that I saw uh, yesterday and today, uh, I went to two Meyer, two different Meyer, and um, one Meyer had an Elite 85 Undertaker, and then a second one today had the Elite 85 Alistair Black. Didn't have the chase, but the regular Alistair Black, which is funny that that's showing up at Meyer before showing up at you know, my, my Target or, uh, excuse me, Walmart. That'll also probably be Alistair's last Elite. Yes. I, with as easy as regular Elites are to find, I passed this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to find the Chase. Um, but like every other Alistair Black Elite, I probably should have bought it because I, I've only seen any of his elites one time and then gone. That's true. So, and that's that's the that's the toy game is we never know what something is going to be worth at different points. Um, but yeah, that, that's so. Some, if, you hey, some am good I allowed? Stuff, am I allowed to tell my Target story that I text you about? We, we actually back? so we we actually told that <laughs> on, the, on the that show one? last week, but you haven't heard it, so. Um, that hasn't aired yet. So anyway, basically what I had said was that you more or less. So now this is news to Travis. He didn't know that those pieces on the, uh, on the bottom yeah. part of the shelf moved base docks. Yes. They're called base docks as well. I learned that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. <laughs> um, that was always kind of like a, a, a friend of mine told me that years ago. And, um, yeah, and so basically, if I remember correctly, you were you were lifting it up just to look, I guess, and some guy yeah, first thought- time, like first time ever, I've ever done that. Just because I've seen the YouTube videos where people lift up the shelf and they'll find something like like a hundred dollar figure that's been hiding there for three or four years, right? Right. Uh, or it's it wasn't at the time, but now it is. So um, I couldn't find anything one day uh, that I was there, so I was like, oh, what the heck? I'll try this. First time ever, I lift it up. As soon as I do. This guy's just like, excuse me, sir, uh, I need you to put that down, and there's no need to mess with those, and if you do it again, I'm going to have you escorted out of here. I was like, okay, well, I thought you guys wanted to make money. Never mind. And then, yeah, walked away. But, yeah, this little guy was on a power trip. Or so. Obviously, I didn't even think it was that big a deal because I did it right in front of him. It wasn't like I was trying to <laughs> be sneaky about it. <laughs> well, but that's what's weird is, like, best case scenario, you'll find something. Worst case scenario is nothing because, like, you didn't – you were just looking. Like, it wasn't like you were hiding something. Like, if something rare had been in there, you might have actually bought it and made money for that. I know. So here's a follow-up on that. Um, I actually went and vented to one of my Funko fan pages on uh, Facebook, and there was a lady that works at Target, or she said she works at Target, and she said when that happens and they lift those up and they find them, they will – donate those they said they won't sell them again because i guess they don't want people they don't want to give the impression that you can lift up things and buy things that are under the shelf so if people find so if target employees find them underneath apparently they will just donate them somewhere rather than selling them uh and by donate i'm thinking some stock boy in the back gets to take it home (laughs) 
Most likely, yeah. Yeah. That would be well, – like, what if you had found – I mean, granted, I don't know how long that, that target you're going to has been there, but, like, what if you had found, like, a like a Jack's, like, UFC figure or something? You know, like, how, I know. how, how crazy. crazy would that have been, like, if you found something that was, like, that old? Like, I mean, I'm sure they move stuff around more often than that, but – I, I always kind of wonder that, like, what if you were at, like, this old Walmart, you lifted it up, and it's, like, a Hasbro freaking LOD set. It's like, what? <laughs> like, and you, and like well, would and you just you casually notice, just like, go try to buy it and act like nothing? If you notice, well, at least around here, the Walmarts now, they don't have those type of shelves anymore on the bottom. I've no, yeah, it's uh, like you can see it's, underneath. It's, yeah, you can see under them. So now it's, like, only Target that still has those shelves where you can lift up and potentially hide things. Um, which I never have. I've never hidden anything, but uh, I've only been doing this a year, so <laughs> I think that would oh, probably go away if there had been issues. And it's with been it. in, it's been in uh, during the stimulus check time, so I haven't had the need to hide hide things. There's always been money to spare right now, right for sure. Well, I, I've obviously got some some stuff to talk about here. If people follow me on the Twitter machine, um, I've been I've been hitting the stores, you know, hitting the toy aisle. Haven't really found a whole lot of great stuff. Although I will say today, I actually went to a random Walmart and found all of AEW Unrivaled Series Four minus the Cody Rhodes. So, oh uh, wow! So I I have all the ones I need. I got them from ringside, so I didn't need anything. But I that's the first time I'd seen them all in stores, and I got my eyes on that Kenny Omega finally, and it's a really nice looking figure. Um, like I, I mentioned before, I also found Cobra Commander and Flint and Lady J there, so kind of nice seeing the pegs full again, which is good. Um, but I, I think my biggest story comes, I, uh, I was talking to my mom, and uh, my sister, kind of long story long here, my sister and all of her family, including her husband, her two kids, and her two stepkids, all lived with my parents for a brief time while they were building their house, and... Like they finally got them all moved out a few months ago and are kind of getting the house cleaned up because my mom's wanting to sell. And she's like, we're going to try to clean out the attic. Is there anything you want in there? I'm like, I don't really know if there's anything I would want in there. She goes, well, you have some old wrestlers in there. Would you want those? And I'm like, oh, do I? I wonder. And so my wheels start turning because I don't know if you guys are ever this way. It's like, I never, I never sold these figures. I never threw them away, but I have no idea where they're at. And Mm -hmm. So my wheels start turning, like, I wonder if, like, my LJNs or Hasbros are in there. Like, they would almost have to be, right? Like, maybe – because I moved out of the house in 2007, so 15 You're just hoping not to come across your Titantron live set that you uh, loved so dearly as a kid. Oh, that's a sore subject. Uh, Spoiler, I I found those. (laughs) My nephew actually picked up the Titantron and goes, what is this? (laughs) I was like, that's a bad day, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so I went in there today. Um, I was off work, and I was like, I'm just going to see what I can find. And I'm kind of going through. And, you know, my dad had said, he's like, I've seen some wrestlers in there. You might want to go through. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, what really sparked me to want to go through and look for it is my nephew. I was in his room the other day, and he had a bone-crunching action uh, Sid, uh, Psycho Sid. I was like, where would you get that? Uh, I got it in the <laughs> attic. I was like, you stole my Sid. And you know, I, I'm not. I've never. I don't love the BCAs. Like they, they were fun at the time, but I have like very little sentimental value. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So I let them have it, no big deal. But I thought, I wonder if my some of my old Hasbro's are in there. Like that would be really cool if I found a couple of them. 
I ended up, uh, I posted a picture on Twitter if you haven't seen it. I ended up finding all of my old Hasbros, minus so far just 10 that I didn't, that I know that I had that I couldn't find. So that's pretty good. I found all of my old ECW, old San Francisco Toymaker figures, a ton of BCAs, a ton of Titantron Live, um, some WCW OSFTM figures. I, I found a lot of really fun stuff, and I'm not actually done yet. And I even found my old Hasbro ring that was absolutely oh, destroyed. Cool. But um, that's that leads to my next thing. I actually have a project planned. I'm going to try to refurbish that ring. Um, you can You can... Clean them up because the plastic is still good, of course. And I'm going to take all the stickers off and order some new stickers and some new ropes. I will also need some turnbuckles because uh, I was missing a couple of turnbuckles. But uh, I'm my, that's my plan, actually, is to try to refurbish the Hasbro ring and get it looking uh, nice again because it's an, it's an incredible ring, and you can buy all those sticker sets online relatively inexpensively. So that's uh, that's my goal there. But, yeah, man, I found, uh, I found a ton of old Hasbro figures. So it was... Uh, it was a pretty fun day, and most of them were in decent shape. A couple of them were a little bit sticky, which is never a great feeling when you touch it and it's sticky. But a little bit of rubbing alcohol and a paper towel kind of got most of that off, so uh, I was happy with that. That's a good day. Very good Heck day. Heck yeah, congratulations. Yeah, I was I was excited, so I need to explore more. I have a list of, of the Hasbros that I know that I had that I couldn't find, and here is what I am missing Andre the Giant, and that one stings, let me tell you. Ravishing Rick Rude, Rowdy Roddy Piper, El Matador Tito Santana, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Bushwhacker Butch, uh, the uh, skinnier version of the Big Boss Man, the Mountie, Virgil, and finally another one that stings, Doink the Clown. Well, you're not messing much with Virgil and the Mountie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Mountie, like, that's one of those figures where it's like, why did I buy that one? Like, I wonder why the Mountie, you know, but that was the thing, man. Because. The Hasbro yeah, figure. Yeah, so, he also I remember sh- when I. He had I just, the shock this, stick, this right? Was, this was probably the uh, scenario. I remember one Christmas I got uh, BCAs and I got two bread hearts for Christmas, so I took one back to return and to trade, and uh, I think it was Kmart. And all they had on the pegs, of course, it's after Christmas, so everything's like stripped bare. But all they had for wrestling figures was Flash Funk and Savio Vega. <laughs> so you got to buy something, right? Wolf. For whatever reason, I bought Savio Vega. <laughs> I should have got that. That Flash was a Funk. horrible Savio too, or not horrible, but like if I recall, he had like yeah, uh, like diagonal legs. Finger he didn't and even like have it, like. Uh, yeah, he, he didn't have a joint or anything. So, so uh, of all, th- I mean, what kind of trade is that? You trade Bret Hart for a Savio Vega. Well, I, I remember, and I've told this story before, I always wanted the BCA uh, Legion of Doom, obviously, because they were, they were amazing. And I remember going to a Toys R Us, and, of course, they have the Black Jacks, and they have the God ones, but it's like... <laughs> I want the Legion of Doom. And, you know, I remember asking the guy, anything can help you find? I'm like, do you have this team? And before I could even finish what I was saying, he's like, yeah, everything's out of here. I'm like, then you're not helping me find what I need, pal. Like, you completely (laughs) lied to me. So, you suck. So, maybe maybe the Mountie came from a post-Christmas return or something. 
it could have. I, I vividly remember getting it, but I think also, too, like you were saying, sometimes some of the figures you get are because that's what's there. Like, I remember going to a Toys R Us once, and I got El Matador and Rick Martel. That's the two I bought. And I'm like, those wouldn't have been my first choices. That's probably all they had at the time. You know, so I think that's that does play a factor into it as as well. And the Mountie had the shock stick, like I was saying. So like that's anytime there was an accessory, that was always kind of fun. You might have needed it for your fig fed. Well, yeah, I mean, Big Boss Man's got to jail somebody, right? I was about <laughs> to say you lost Boss Man too, so I feel like you uh, you were having a SummerSlam match somewhere. Yeah. So Daniel, you'll appreciate this. I'm sure you remember up on uh, at the uh, Harley Race Wrestling Academy, there were two carded Hasbros on the wall. There was Big Boss Man, and there was Mr. Perfect. And you know how badly I really thought later in years? I was like, you know what? No one would even know that's gone. <laughs> you know what? I don't remember those. I remember uh, Harley's LJN that yep. was hanging on the wall. Yep. They, he had the uh, on the card. Wasn't it on the card? Still it the was, card, but it was really bad. It was like in really bad shape. Uh, so years later, he actually just threw the box away, I found out, and just put it on his desk. And I remember thinking, like, my God. Like, uh, he also <laughs> had his... Uh, so you're going you're gonna to flip over this. Uh, I think I told you this story. But Harley, back when I started back in 04, he... And, of course, and you can... I don't know. Anyway... It's when Jax did the classic superstars, and he was in one of those first waves as the king. And uh, one day we were at the gym, and there was this little kid there kind of sitting on a bench while his dad was working out. Not like a wrestler, it's just a normal guy that, that had membership at the gym. So Harley, you know, smoking a cigarette board, he's like, oh, hold on a second. And he starts looking through his desk, and he's like, here, Dan, go give him this. And it was uh, what I can only assume was the prototypes of his Jack's King figure. Oh. So, and I I honestly at the time didn't think anything about it because I don't think, I mean, obviously collectors have always been around, but in 2004, like I really felt like that Jack Superstar, classic Superstar line kind of blew up the collecting for a lot of people. Well, yeah, so that, had, that's the first time they introduced, like, rares and chases. Yeah. And, you know, because I remember they would release guys like the Briscoes who were, like, one per case or something because they didn't think they would move as well, but that created the demand to find them. Yep, so he hands me these little plastic bags, and they have these painted figures in them of him. And I, to this day, I'm pretty sure those would have been the prototypes that Jax probably sent him. Um, and he had like two of them. One was like painted, one wasn't. He said, here, go give them to that kid. So I gave them to him. So somewhere there's a kid in Eldon, or maybe he's moved on from somewhere with, with these prototypes of Harley's, Harley's Jack's figure. That's so crazy, isn't it? I know. And I don't, who knows what that would go for. Well, again, it's really one of a kind. Like, I mean, where else are you going to find them? So what, one more quick story, and then we'll uh, head to our main event. But this one is the, probably the funniest story of the bunch. I had this WWF duffel bag when I was a kid, and it had, like, Hulk Hogan on the side and Ultimate Warrior on it as well. Like, Hulk Hogan on the front, Ultimate Warrior on the side. And it was, like, a, a black bag trimmed in yellow. It was just, like, a small little duffel gym bag for a kid. Well, when I was a kid, I kept my Hasbros in it. And uh didn't really take care of it. I mean, it's just like it was a it was a duffel bag, right? So, but well, yeah, you put your 
stuff in it, your books or sleepover right. clothes. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, I think nothing of it. Well, I'm going downstairs. Now, keep in mind, I am giddy because I'm, I'm finding, like, my Undertaker Hasbro, my Razor <laughs> Ramon Hasbro. I found Dusty Rhodes. Like, I found all three Demolition. I'm like, I'm giddy. Nice. Like, I found the Nasty Boys. I found everybody, you know, Texas Tornado. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So my nephew has that bag, and he goes, can I have this? I'm like, yeah, sure, you can have that. That's fine. My mom goes, well, you may want to look. That may be worth money. And I'm like, it's a duffel bag. Like, it's not going to be worth money. Like, not really. I mean, Come on, Mom. I'm a, I know what's – I'm I very point, smart. I, I know what I'm talking about, okay? Who's the know. collector here, Mom? Right. And so the main reason my nephew wanted it is because it was full of figures. But it was full of, like, Titantron Live figures that I didn't really want. So I was like, yeah, you can have those. Like, those are garbage anyway, I think. I mean, granted, yeah, I could probably sell them. But, I mean, it's just – it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if you guys ever experienced this. Selling sometimes is more trouble than it's worth because you have to find the right people. I don't really want to list it on eBay, so I'd have to go through Twitter. But it's like, well, who wants a, you know, crappy Titantron live Stone Cold figure? You know, like, I just, I don't, I don't know if there's that market or not. I mean, maybe there is. I'd have to kind of look into it. But anyway, so I'm not really thinking much about it. So... They want to go to the park. My nephew's playing at the park. I look up that duffel bag after my mom talks about it a little bit more, and I'm like, I really don't think it'll be worth money. Brand new, that duffel bag was on eBay listed for $689. Used, it was listed for $500. Are you carrying, like, Ultimate Warriors gimmicks in there, brother? Like, are are you paying for... (laughs) What's inside the bag? And- well, I don't. Oh, that I was, I was absolutely floored. Um, that kind of sent me on a rabbit hole of looking up just random stuff. Like I, so this is what's interesting about collecting. When I was in kindergarten, I had a crayon box, a WWF crayon box for my crayons and stuff, and it had like Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake, and the Legion of Doom on it. And I, I didn't find the exact one. I found one that looked just like it, but instead of LOD, it had Ultimate Warrior, which I would assume that I got the version that was like after Warrior left, maybe. And it was going for 20 bucks. And I'm thinking, like, I had that as a kid. I have no idea. I mean, it's probably in the trash now, but it's like, that's crazy to think that this I know red box is worth that much money. That's wild to me. So anyway, uh, me, and my nep- nep- me and my nephew made a deal. I was like, well... Because, of course, they were all joking with him. Well, technically, that's his. Now you gave it to him. And I'm like, okay, wait a day, go minute here, you know. <laughs> and we need to do some negotiating. But we uh, we made a deal to where if I can sell it, we will split the money, which I feel like is, is pretty fair on his end because I'm pretty sure I could have traded him that for a Laffy Taffy. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I thought that was that's what's so interesting about finding stuff. And, I mean, just talking, I was telling my mom, I, like, I could probably sell it on, for 200 bucks right now. She goes, yeah, but it's worth 500 I'm like... But it's a bag that was in the attic. If I sold that for two hundred, that's a win, in my opinion. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. So yeah, anyway. I've got I've got a school bag uh, that has the Ultimate Warrior, Road Warriors, and Hulk Hogan on it. I think the copyright's nineteen ninety one, still right. in pristine condition. I never actually used it in school, and uh, I've only seen two online. One's listed for fifty bucks. One's listed for three hundred dollars. So. It's worth somewhere, somewhere in there. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. I'm not letting my kids throw away anything. They're, we're going to keep every last toy for at least twenty years. 
<laughs> well, again, like I going back to like my days of having LJNs. I had so many LJNs because they were like hand me downs or garage sale pickups. And what's so interesting about that is like my grandmother was probably buying those for a dollar each. Oh yeah, and. I mean, like, I even told, I was talking to my, you know, because I think my parents sometimes don't really understand collecting, really, and things of that nature, but I'm telling them, I'm like, okay, but realistically, I bought a $5 figure in 1990, and I can now sell it for $25? Like, that's really not a bad investment, you know? I mean, it's not making you rich or anything, but they don't really lose money either. That's a good return. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, I think it's about that time we dive into our main event. What do you say? Let's do it. Bone saw's ready. <laughs> it's the most lethal GI Joe team yet. Capcom Street Fighter Two. No way. Wait. There's Kyle, Ryu, Sangi, Wonka, ah! and Dalcine. What's a Dalsa? Oh, some with real ninja moves. Hey, my Cobra's got Street Fighters too. Vega, Sagat. Balrog! And me, Elfison! They look unbeatable! God! You know them, you love them! So correcto! Capcom Street Fighter 2 figures he sold separately! Oh, I like them! It's Capcom Street Fighter 2! What's tougher than a Capcom Street Fighter? A Street Fighter's mother? No! How about the Crimson Cruiser with Championship Edition M. Bison and Street Slamming Missiles? It's not as tough as Championship Edition Guile going boom in a sonic boom tank. Or the Beast Blaster. It comes with Championship Edition Blanca and Chun-Li and fires double trouble missiles. Street Fighter 2! Capcom Street Fighter 2, Sonic Boom Tank, Crimson Cruiser, and Beast Blaster come with Championship Edition figures. Each sold separately. That's a lot of stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is main event time here on the TV Toy Cast. And, of course, this week, Travis, this was an amazing pick on your end. Street Fighter 2, they were uh, Series 12 of the G.I. Joe line, um, which was very interesting marketing, where it was like more or less a crossover. Smart move for, for the Joes, right? Yeah. I, uh, I remember seeing these, um, I guess, KB or Toys R Us. I remember seeing them and uh, going, wait a minute. I love Street Fighter, the video game. Wait a minute. These look like G.I. Joe. Like, it, it just, like, well, I've got to have them because they're G.I. Joe size. i got to have them because they're Street Fighter. Like, it, it just, it hit two, uh, two feels, two nostalgia. Well, not even nostalgia. Like, two things that I liked, like, immediately. So, I, I remember just being stupid excited. Over these. Definitely. Now, Daniel, on your end, you you didn't, when I told you about this, this is what we were going to recover this week, you didn't seem super familiar with the line. I would imagine you were a Street Fighter fan, because I think everyone in our generation was. But what were your your thoughts? Yeah, I had to to go back and watch the commercial, and as soon as I watched the commercial, then, yeah, then I remembered these briefly. But these, see, these would not have been on my radar as a kid. Right. Um, so this would have, what was this, 93, 94? Probably about there, so, yeah. Probably about 92, yep, so 93. I would have just yep. been wrapping up my Ninja Turtle phase and going into my Toy Biz, uh, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Iron Man phase. Um, and I was very big on scale, so these little, you know, three, three and a half inch figures 
were not in my scale <laughs> with sure. uh, with the Toy Biz Spider-Man figures. So yeah, I probably saw these and walked right past them. Um, but I do remember, I do remember the commercials. Um, so you know, the biggest thing, and we, I guess we can get into that uh, whenever. But uh, my biggest kind of complaint as I saw these was Blanca and Zangief seem uh, horribly undersized. <laughs> I've expected those guys to be, you know, pretty big figures, um, but they ended up being relatively small, or, or they're all relatively the same size. Yeah. Also, where's Blanca's orange chest hair? Well, and also, too, so Blanca is was my one that I had to have when I saw that. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, it's freaking a big green beast, like, absolutely. I remember thinking how weird it was that he was in, like, basically, you know, stealthy-looking infantry-style pants and combat boots and not barefoot. I was like, why wouldn't he be barefoot? Of course, at the time, I don't understand, like, they didn't have tooling for that. So it's like, I just put him in pants and boots, you know, like, because we got to get these out. I think what it came down to is they had a, they had the license. They wanted to get them out because they were hot which is probably not a bad move, but you do kind of limit the fact that these could have been a little bit better. They could have been, but they're awesome. And really, like, if you think about it, you know, go quick. Like, the only barefoot people would have been quick kick. So, like, would you have wanted Blanca, like, in quick kick legs? Definitely not. So... But, you know, it, but again, it's one of those things where you have to make adjustments. And so I don't knock it because um, like these obviously sold well. And I, I had a lot of them, which we'll dive into. Um, but, yeah. They had a million accessories, too. Each one just, like, they almost had more accessories than the figure even really needed. Well, and um, in re-looking at these, too, I'm sure you guys have noticed, amazing-looking card art. Like, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yes. Cool. Yep. So let's let's go through the figures here. The first one we got up, Balrog the Boxer. Um, I love this guy on the game. Costume, not quite exact, which I feel like his costume was relatively simple, right? It was basically like shorts and he's basically wearing workout clothes, and he had boxing gloves on. So this is a little bit different here, but he does come with the boxing gloves, so that's a nice touch. Yeah, this is a repaint of. Oh shoot. All of my G.I. Joe friends are going to take away my G.I. Joe card now because I can't. <laughs> I'm doing a Cobra Boxer. And everybody yell at their phone right now. Um, Big Boa. That's right. Because Big, Big Boa uh, was originally supposed to be Rocky Balboa, but the license fell through. So that's why Big Boa had a mask. And that's ah. why he's called Boa. Or Balboa, not Boa Constrictor. So it actually... Mm. But this was a repaint of that figure because he was a boxer. And they just uh, made Balrog uh, Big Boa. That makes sense. Um, Next up, we have Blanca. Of course, I already mentioned him. He's got the green skin, the orange hair. But he's kind of basically wearing military-style clothing. So cool, but could have been a little bit better. Um I remember having this figure as a kid. It was the first one I I bought. I had to have it. And after a little bit of play, his orange hair piece actually fell off, and my Blanca was bald, and it sucked. 
<laughs> oh, man, that's a bad day of play. Bald Blanca. Yeah. Is that a player two? Yeah, it must be, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the hyper colors. Uh, there you go. Next up, we've got Chun-Li. I had this one as well. I got this one as a Christmas gift, actually. Um, not, I mean... I think all the fighting games in those eras had to have the uh, the the female character. wasn't one no, I was really female. like having to get, but I, it was cool to have in the collection. Yeah. Uh, but, but up, another little thing with her is I think in the she had like a long gown where they they made her. They didn't put that with this figure either. They gave her pants and and boots as well. So right. Which Some again, harder to, harder to create, yeah. So were these all just kind of repaints of GI Joes with just a different head sculpt, yes. or yes, all or even of these, maybe even some of the heads were painted. Um, as far as I know, yeah, all of the the base figures are just reused Hasbro pieces. Um, the I'm pretty sure that all of the head sculpts were new because uh, and the E Honda coming up was a new body sculpt but well yeah and he uh, had to be yeah you know almost had to, yeah yeah but other than that everybody else was uh, all of the the Joe parts were you know whatever they had already had molds for so you know all they really had to pay for were 12 new head sculpts so it really wasn't uh, they made they definitely made more money than what they put into the line definitely um, next up we have this guy he, he was the guy I hated fighting on the game Dulcim he could stretch out his arms and legs um, I don't know what he was I always kind of felt like he was like a witch doctor maybe or something um, he reminded me of Papa Shango yeah that's what I was going to say <laughs> so I guess that's why I thought like a witch doctor but um not too terribly a bad representation, you know, from how he looked in the game. So I feel like his is relatively close. Hello? Sorry, I lost contact there. Um, I dropped my phone. <laughs> Okay, you guys both still hear me? We're still rolling here. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So anyway, what I, was, what I was saying with Dalsum, he looks relatively similar to how he looked in the game. So I, I really have no issues with that figure that much at all. He's a, he's a good looking figure, but I think he'd look a little bit better with some combat boots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, E Honda. Uh, he was my go-to because no one was escaping the thousand hand slap. Obviously, as you can tell, I, I've heard with different toy lines, sometimes they have to spend all their money on one figure for the tooling. That might have been what happened here. And they had to get E. Honda right because he's the sumo wrestler. He's a completely different type of figure. Um, and honestly, this one's pretty freaking incredible, is it not? Yeah, oh, I yeah. think that's the best figure of the line. I mean, it's yeah, just... He- Top it's notch. Up there. I mean, it's perfect. Yes. And I also feel like uh, I I was not the only one that might have used this as Yokozuna for their Hasbro's. Uh, I mean, 
you got to do what you got to do. E Honda's better than having to fork out the money for a green card Yokozuna no or doubt. the other card, the other Yokozuna. Right. Uh, next up, we have uh, Guile uh, in green. Um, we, the, the, he has a variant, which we'll talk about here in a second. But the green version, again, this one I thought was very good. Like they got the signature hair, and of course he was already wearing military garb, so I don't feel like it was that difficult to create the character they needed. Um, and Guile was kind of like the, uh, besides Ryu and Ken, he was like one of the um, flagship characters of Street Fighter, right? Yep. Him and uh, he had the flash kick and the sonic boom. Absolutely. And he had one of the coolest uh, fighter stages on the uh, in the Air Force base with the jets in the background. Oh, you know, yeah. and oh, they the guy through a cargo crate or something. Yeah. Definitely. Very cool one. Um, Next up, another figure I did have for sure. I love this one. Ken Masters, as it says here, but I always just knew him as Ken. Uh, again, some creative liberty. I remember he had, like, ninja, like, taped-up feet. And, of course, that was not how he looked in the game, but it was kind of like they took a ninja character, maybe like a Storm Shadow or something, and kind of just tooled it to fit Ken. So, again, not exact, but it was kind of like, oh, okay, I get what you're going for, you know, so... But but definitely cool, uh, and one of my one of my more favorite figures of the line. Moving on, we have M Bison. We've got a couple of different versions here with shoulder pads, without shoulder pads. The main villain of um, of Street Fighter. I did not have this version. I actually had the the variant green color version, which we'll get to here in a second. But. Uh, I feel like this is another one where they actually got this one very close, but also similar gear to other um, to to what he was actually wearing. I wish they would have given him a vinyl cape that they gave a like a Destro and Cobra Commander. Like he could have used one of those little half-ass capes. It needed to be removable because remember in the game he would wear it and then throw it off. Yes. I think if they would have done that, that would have been really really groundbreaking for what 93 yes i yeah it would have been awesome i know a couple of uh some pintor had a had a a cape so yeah like any type of little cape with him i feel would have uh gone great uh next up ryu or ryu i always called him ryu as a kid i think it's more ryu um the other kind of counterpart to ken but uh similar all white here not sleeveless you know, we don't get the the gloves, so it's a little bit different, but kind of a GI Joe version. I was okay with this. I did not have this figure. This is actually one of the ones I missed. So, sadly enough, I never had this one. Definitely had this one. He was the first one I picked up, and nice. I always thought it was weird that he came with a couple guns as well in his accessory right. tree. Uh, now we have the Muay Thai legend himself, Sagat. Um, also, really close figure, right? Because, I mean, Muay Thai shorts, taped up feet, taped up hands, not real hard to do. The signature um, cut across the chest, the eye patch. Like, I feel like this one's a very, very fair representation. Yeah, I would say he's the second best-looking figure. Although he could be a little taller. I mean, he was seven foot four. 
<laughs> that, that was that's what I was gonna say. I wish right. they would have made him just a little bit taller. Well, and you know, in the game, he was legitimately tall. So yeah, oh I yeah, mean, that, that definitely they could have done a little bit more there. Um, yeah, he had quite the reach when in combat. Right, right. <laughs> um, then we have the cage fighter himself, Vega, with the uh, the mask and the claws. Um, again, not exact, but relatively decent representation, I feel like. I wonder how well those claws stayed intact over the years. I imagine they broke off or disintegrated or something. I never had this one, so I couldn't tell you, but uh, yeah, I always kind of wondered that too. I, I'm in the same boat. I did not have Vega. I had all the others, but I did not have Vega. And then, of course, our last single release figure, Zangief, the wrestler from Russia. Now, this one's interesting because in the game, we knew him as the red boots, red trunks. Here, you get like this fur vest thing, and that's also pictured on the card art. But this is where I'm going to throw them a pass. This fits. Like, if Zangief had a ring jacket, i buy this. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A big furry red you know, vest with a necklace. That looks right. I buy that. So I feel like that's where some of the creative freedom was like, okay, yeah, I can I can see what you're doing there. But I think this was Zangief when he was uh, in his wrestling career when he was cycling off the juice a little bit. <laughs> a leaner, meaner <laughs> Zangief. <laughs> yeah. It's the 19, cold the 1996 Hulk Hogan. Oh, nice. And so we also got some vehicles in this, which I actually had several vehicles here. Uh, the first one we have is the Beast Blaster and uh, shows off a couple of characters with it as well. I don't think this, I don't know if this included characters. I, I can't, I can't see that. I think it just holds two of them, but it's hard to tell by the, by the artwork. I'm not sure if they're included or not, but a uh, two person vehicle, which is kind of fun, features Blanca and it looks like maybe Chun-Li. I'm not sure. Yeah. This was the uh, Dreadnoughts car. Right. Just re- uh, molded in crazy colors. So, well, you know your GI Joe. Oh, uh, it's a gift and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next vehicle we have is the Crimson Cruiser, and it comes with the uh, variant M Bison in the like greenish blue, which is I actually had this one, and uh, this was awesome, like almost like a little Jeep. Yeah that that actually that actually looks really cool, but also. Once again, why do they have guns? They're street right. fighters, not street gang fighters. Come on now. Well, they're in a war. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they're world warriors. That may, yeah, that makes sense. They're fighting for America, I think. I'm also... <laughs> I'm kind of thinking that, that uh, Beast Blaster does have figures, because they wouldn't picture them like that on the front if it didn't include them. So I think they're just variant colors, So which is... I. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Hasbro never released a a, a vehicle without a vehicle driver. Like right. that was so. You're you're right. There's probably just some player two or some hyper colors in here somewhere. Yeah, we also we got the uh, Dragon Fortress, which is a playset, and it looks like it comes with a <clears throat> excuse me a variant Ken and a variant Ryu, which is awesome. Uh, really, I never had this, but this is a really cool looking playset. I think, and don't quote me on this, I think this is um, 
uh, from the toxic line, like the the toxic fighters, there where everything was like neon orange, neon green, mm. um, and they were fighting against like crud and drugs and things. I think that's this one. I I'm not sure. And how weird is it that? Ryu and Ken are in blue and black. Very strange. But, I mean, a good way to make new figures, I guess. Um, and then last but not least, we have the Sonic Boom Tank with the Variant Guile, which is the one I had where he was in the brown. I always wanted the green, but, of course, you know, the Sonic Boom Tank was pretty awesome, too. So, um, again, great figures uh, for the most part. I mean, were they all... Exactly how they needed to be. No, but they were fun, and I think they represented them enough to where you're like, okay, I can, I can buy this. You know, yeah, they're a little bit off, maybe, but they're definitely fun. Well, yeah, and you with the posability, you could do pretty much all of their moves, from the dragon punch to a fireball to, you know, you could get it fairly accurate when posing and playing with these guys. So. Uh, Fun and posability, fun and playability for me, like, brings this, this lineup higher than a couple negative things on a couple sculpts here and there. For sure. Daniel, what's your overall thoughts on this line as a whole? Um, you know, like I said, uh, it's something I passed on when I was a kid. Uh, looking back, I still feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you mentioned yeah, well, and see, and see, GI Joes; those were never really my thing. See, my sure. brother was always into like GI Joes and He Man. So I think when I was a kid, I wanted to come along, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want to do the same thing my brother does." So I'm going to do, you know, Ninja Turtles and Spider Man. So GI Joes, that was more his thing. So well, when yeah, you brought kinda, up you brought up scale earlier, and I think this is an important thing to touch on because you were talking about toy biz and stuff. That was, to me, one really cool thing that, like, Spider-Man, X-Men, even Fantastic Four, the Hulk, they were all on the same scale. So they were all Marvel, but all basically different lines, but all very congruent. And I think that is something that they're focusing on now, today, because I think they're realizing, like, like Chella Toys brought them up earlier. Hey, we're releasing a Dynamite Kid figure, but if we put it in Mattel Elite scale, we might sell a whole lot of people that really want to create the British Bulldogs, you know, so... There, yep. there is there is that importance, I think, as well. But if you had a bunch of G.I. Joes, these would fit right in. Exactly, yeah. I, I think they probably should have taken off the, uh, the G.I. Joe logo, and that's one thing I would mention because Hasbro also released a Mortal Kombat line in the same scale, but they never actually put G.I. Joe on the box. I think that's the problem, kind of like you were saying, Travis. Like, why, why do they have guns? Like, why... Like they they these they needed like ninja weapons you know, sure. And, and you also have to wonder like if this is a war like does Zangief is he fighting for America now or is he still fighting for the Russians? Right. <laughs> yeah, against GI Josie for him. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a cash grab line probably right because oh, yeah. Street Fighter was super hot. We got to put toys out there. It makes sense. I'm all for that. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it also is kind of a one and done. So they probably. News an opportunity to cash in. How quickly can we get these made? Well, if we reuse reusable body parts and vehicles and do new paint jobs, we just need new heads. We can probably make it happen. So that's probably kind of what happened here. 
Yeah, somebody probably came out with the idea around August and like, okay, we gotta get these out in stores by November. <laughs> yes. right go, go, go. Use all our parts and here's some heads. Go. Definitely. So now now we, we have reached our crescendo here to where it's time to pick the next main event. And so Travis, I have an idea. What do you think about this? Instead of you picking our main event, what if me and you each came up with two toy lines and we let our guest Daniel Cross pick next week's main event? I, I'm down. I, I I don't know what to do. I've never been on this side of the table. Well, I, I am going to pick some goofy ones, but there'll be four choices this week, not three. So it'll definitely be different. So uh, you can take a Sounds second. Sounds good. Pick. I got my, my pen and paper. Okay. Okay. All right, so um, let me think of my toy lines. Okay, I've got mine. Uh, Travis, do you have yours? Um, yes. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll do a pick, and then I'll, I'll send it back to you, and then we'll we'll kind of move forward there. So my first pick, WWF Maximum Sweat Series <laughs> 1. Awesome. All right. My first line uh the uh police academy figures playmates i think the the police academy figures that was interesting because that was during a time when it was okay to take r-rated movies and make children's toys out of them there was (laughs) a lot yeah robocop terminator you know (laughs) rambo yep yeah. Okay. So my uh, my second choice uh, for number three here will be a very underrated toy line, Toxic Crusaders. All right. And my last is Kenner Ghostbusters Ooh, Series One. Ooh. All right. I can't Those believe are... we haven't tackled Ghostbusters yet. Yeah, well, yeah, and they just had those. Well, I won't say just; it's probably a year ago now. They just re-released all those. Yeah, I know Which the uh, the real Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Real Ghostbusters. I yeah, not the not the gorilla <laughs> and the. We'll get to him on a on a on another episode, but yeah, the the real Ghostbusters. Dang. So those are those are some really hard choices. Welcome I'm... to my world. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead. So I think Police Academy, it would make for some very interesting talking points as far as converting R-rated movies into children's toys. Um, <laughs> however, I'm going to go – which Terminator, that would be another one. Right. Terminator was R, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And like T2, uh, I remember having all of those figures and wasn't allowed to watch the movie. <laughs> yep. All right, so we'll take uh, Police Academy off. Uh, the rest of these are honestly just going to be like – knee-jerk reactions like a pulling a band-aid off i just gotta do it even though so this i would love to hear you guys talk about it sometime um but i'm gonna go ahead and take off maximum sweat i know that uh people most people don't like that line i actually really dig uh dig that line i like that it's cartoony yeah and that's what i've always liked about well that's what i've always looked for in figures which is why i'm not big into elites and all the current stuff now because it's just for me, for my taste, too realistic. So I definitely like the juiced up uh, gas monkey look of Max. <laughs> 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 All 
Uh, okay, so down to Toxic Crusaders or Ghostbusters. Well, uh, since I'm the guest here, I'm just going to go ahead and we're going to take off Ghostbusters and Toxic Crusaders, probably my favorite toy line of all time, even though it just had one run. Um, but, yes, I would love to hear you guys talk about that next week. That will be a fun one, and I think what's interesting about that is it, it was so brief that a lot of people probably don't remember it. But, I mean, honestly, it, it's crazy to think that, like, Ninja Turtles hit like it did, but this didn't. It's one of those weird things. Because I just watched the toys that made us on the Ninja Turtles a couple of days ago, and it's kind of crazy to think. It's like, how does that hit so hard, but Toxic Crusaders doesn't? Because really fun characters, really, like, vibrant colors. But it never really hit. Yep, you, you had that element of like uh, grossness, which was big into early '90s toys. Right. You know, anything slime. toxic, slime, neon green. Should have been. It'd be be interesting to to see if for some reason maybe the turtles didn't get big and and Toxic Crusaders did, and and 20 years later we're still having Toxic Crusader toys in the stores. But and I know Super Seven has come out with some, but uh, not quite what they were. Yeah, it also had a Saturday morning cartoon. And a video oh, yeah. game. Yeah. It, uh, the only thing I can think of is that the, the, the parents that were asked to buy these figures knew more about the trauma home videos than they did the cartoon or comic, like the child. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, that's, I guess, another, another, uh, what do you call it? Another line that was created from an R rated movie. <laughs> well, it's, it's almost like the Al Snow and Head thing, right? Like, his figures get pulled off the shelf because someone thinks it comes with a severed head. Like, I, and again, I would have to look, but I'm pretty sure, like, there was an actual picture of all the characters on the BCAs. So, you see right there, it's a crazy man, and he's, mannequin head is his manager like why are we canceling this because this woman's an idiot like that's what i don't understand we should cut her head i didn't say that (laughs) (laughs) what's funny is that was almost a precursor like i could see something like that happening today in our like super sensitive pc culture but for like 1999 98 that would have been i mean it was really ridiculous how something like that would have caught fire without social media and and Stuff like that being pulled off of the shelves at Walmart. Well, and I think there was like because like head had like help me written on the forehead, so there was like there was some stuff going against it certainly, and um, it, and things like that. It but, all it, it was timing. It, it fell also in the video game. Let's start rating our video games. And yeah, fatalities and yeah. violence in video games or the first person shooters. What's causing people to start? doing school shootings like it it's a victim of the of its timing right yeah it, it definitely is but um yeah we have we have a lot to dive into um so before we wrap up of course we have to always throw out some shout outs and uh, i'll start with uh with our buddy jason wolf i brought up the chop shop earlier i highly recommend if you want to kind of get on in on some chop shop action check out doyledraws.com you can sign up for the wolf membership club me and travis are both members um, I'm very excited to see, like, we don't even really know what this entails yet, but four quarterly newsletters, catalogs, um, lots of stuff coming. I'm very excited to see what he comes up with next because his stuff just continually gets better. 
I agree. Uh, I want to uh, do a quick shout out to uh, Rocket Open Your Toys podcast. Check them out. They've got an audio and a YouTube. Um, And um, they really don't need a shout out, but uh, listen to the Jeff Jarrett podcast. Uh, They make enough money, but uh, really, really good listening on uh, the Jeff Jarrett podcast. 100%. Hundred um, percent, and of course, you know all of our podcasting buddies: the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, Doing the Favor, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, Ringside Rant, Leisure and Lariats, Elite Eight Showdown, Boot to the Face, Tales from the Estate, Wreck My Podcast, uh, Trivia with Buds, Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot, Night at the Nerdy Laser. Um, I guess I'll shout, shout it out just because I like Bane, but No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. And then, of course, check out my other podcast, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and you know it's fake, right? And uh, I think that pretty well... And a partridge and a pear tree. That Yeah, pretty well wraps it up. And <laughs> if you're able to listen to all of those podcasts, well, then you're doing better than me because I have a hard time keeping up. But um, thank you guys once again. If you got uh, questions for us, at TB Toycast on Instagram or Twitter, or you can send us an email, um, uh, tbtoycast.yahoo.com. And also, too, a big thank you to our special guest, Daniel Cross. We appreciate you uh, setting in on this trip down the toy aisle with us this week. Hey, no problem. This was a blast. Yeah, welcome. And uh, as uh, the old ECW guys would say, you've you've given us our first international three-way dance. Exactly. Absolutely. Thanks for having. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, but I get to be Terry Funk <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm I'm super. Cra- I'll be super crazy. So I don't want to be Little Guido. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, the guys, this has been a lot of fun, uh, and thank you everybody for once again joining us, and we will see you in the toy aisle.